Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dusty Dimes with your host, TJ Plogger and Mike Warfield. What's going on, Teach? What's up, Mike? How are you, bud? Hanging in there, man. So we got a pretty awesome guest coming on, Lauren Hart, eh? Yeah, yeah. Very, very excited to uh, talk to her about, you know, the upcoming season and uh, try to talk to her about the Kate Smith uh, issue. We got to. Yeah. You know, it's just kind I don't of, know those... if it's a, I don't, I don't know if it's a touchy, touchy subject with her. She can, you know, talk about or not, but I guess, I guess we'll find out. So, I mean, just bring it up to her and see what she says. Um, the one thing that I can tell you guys, if you're listening right now, um, if you guys want to learn a little more about Lauren, um, she does have a website called laurenhart.com. Um, it, it gives you a nice like background on her, um, a whole bio about her. And she also has six albums that you guys can listen to as well, um, including God Bless America and the National Anthem. So go to laurenhart.com if you guys want to get any info about her. Um, But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lauren Hart. How are you, Lauren? Hello. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hi, how are you? Doing well. So thank you very much for taking time out of your week to speak with us. Um, both of us are huge fans of you, and I guess the first thing that I got to ask you is what made you get involved with singing? Oh, man, I've been singing since I remember anything. I just always loved it. Um, I remember singing in second grade, um, thinking it was just the greatest thing. So it's always been part of my life and sort of in the blood, so to speak. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you end up with the Philadelphia Flyers organization? Well, as many people know, my dad was the Hall of Fame broadcaster, the voice of the Flyers, Gene Hart, from the inception of the club since the day one. And I always wanted to sing it as a kid, um, but I think my father kind of protected me, uh, you know, didn't want to put me out there and all that pressure and being the daughter of. And so I'd done it a few times, like in junior high and in high school. And um, there always seemed to be somebody else in that spot. As you know, the Flyers and all hockey teams tend to have their singer. So at the time growing up, there was um, all bunch of different people, Andrea McArdle and another young girl and a a guy in a tuxedo. And (laughs) there always always seemed to be someone in that role. And it wasn't until I had um, I'd gone into the music business and I had moved out to L.A., and I had come back to, to just visit my family, actually. And um, they invited me to sing for their opening night of the season. And it was the same year that my dad got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So they had wanted me to walk him out on the ice and, and sort of have him out there, tribute to him and be together. And when I came off the ice, they said, oh, that was great. How would you like to do it every game? And wow. I thought, well... <laughs> That wasn't really the plan, but I'm going to be here. And, um, you know, I said, okay. Um, And um, I ended up staying in the Philly area because, um, you know, for family reasons. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, a year went by and then more stuff happened. And, you know, time just kept going. And and it became a different thing to me. You know, it wasn't just like a, you know, a one-off like this outlet that I went and did all these different circumstances came around and and here I am. And I don't think if my dad were still alive, he would believe that I'm still doing it. But, (laughs) but I really did fall in love with the, with the, 
the fans and I fell in love with the team in a whole other, at a whole other level. Cause I always considered them my family. Um, and I always felt like I had a lot of support over there personally. And um, yeah, it just became larger than, than life. And it, it may be when I first started, it wasn't kind of the coolest thing to do the anthem. It wasn't such a high profile spot. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a thing. But it wasn't long after that that people, you know, the Super Bowl spot became really big. And then all of a sudden people kind of thought, hey, that's a cool gig. And then at the time I was like, well, now it's mine, so you can't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are we able to touch on back in 99 when you were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? Yes. Mm -hmm. So first thing I got to say is I I know a lot of people that when I read this, I was like, one you're an inspiration because you also went through chemo for six months and yeah. also you still got on the ice to sing and, I, and it said you only missed one game and it was because of surgery yeah that's right you know i it, it meant it really meant so much to me because i was like i said i had lived in la that's where you know my place was and i had had signed this giant record deal with sony and columbia music and <laughs> i was out doing a record um with red hot chili peppers and Tom Petty and just, you know, really totally into my music career and into what I was doing. But, you know, a few months before I got diagnosed, my dad had also had cancer and I was back here, back East, you know, with my mom and we were kind of taking care of one another. And, um, we, I had lost my, my dad and didn't even know that my, I myself had, you know, had gotten um, sick as well. I mean, it just so blew my mind and everyone in my family that, you know, we didn't know which end was up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just being able to go to the flyers, having that to look forward to, um, having the team and the team was doing really well. There was just all sorts of these great characters, you know, like the Keith Primos and the John LeClaire, just all these wonderful guys on the team, um, Justin Williams that were so supportive, Eric Lindros, um, kind of um, a, a bunch of like people I considered peers. Uh, and it just was, it was my one thing that I could focus on because the career on the other side of the coast, you know, was at a full dead stop. And mm-hmm. in, in the entertainment business, that's, that's like a no-go. You no, know? absolutely. Um, it just shut everything down and everybody just sort of like, you know, disappeared Um talk about find out who your friends really are yes yeah but it really did it changed everything you know and it really wasn't I think when I started singing um and coming out and I just would wear my bandana out you don't really see a lot of people I I didn't ever see anyone do that actually yeah I was thinking I was thinking about earlier I don't even remember growing up too much and knowing anybody that had cancer I thought that it was such a you know a rare occurrence almost I did. I thought it yeah. was rare. And I thought, oh, my God, if you did get that, you definitely didn't live. And I didn't know what chemotherapy was. I had I really had no idea. It was so foreign to me. And so um, yeah. that whole that whole support group over there and that whole, the, all those people over there, you know, from the Snyder family to the fans, to the players, to uh, honestly, t- players from other teams, even our biggest rivals, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. Pittsburgh. I, and it's yeah. to touch on that. Um, it was kind of when you went into remission, was that 2000? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. So 
you became uh, very active with raising money for awareness, actually, for not Hodgkin's lymphoma. And you kind of like touched on the subject where I was going to ask if any present player or present day players or past players donated to help you out. Oh, you know what? I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure along the lines of, you know, the players have always been really active and in the Flyers Wives um, Carnival, which happens every year, um, they've been a big supporter of all the foundations in the area, American Cancer Society and Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which was one of my first um, charities. I know the Sandy Rollman Ovarian Cancer Society has been involved over there. So they've supported in so many ways. Having lost, I mean, the whole carnival was started because of the loss of Barry Ashby, who was a player at the time, who mm-hmm. had, you know, had had an illness. And that's how this whole thing, you know, even got born. So, yeah, that, that team and those players have been very active in supporting. That's phenomenal here because it's one of yeah. those things that every single time that you come out to sing, you know, Flyers organization, as us fans, we all know that we're a rowdy group. We're kind of obnoxious. But every time, as soon as you walk out, everyone's extremely quiet. And it's respect to you because it's almost like with Kate Smith's legacy, you're making a legacy of your own. And, you know, we're behind you every step of the way and we love you. So it's and nice. I, I absolutely adore that. I have to say, you know, it carried me, you know, it carried me through really hard times. And so that makes the good times even better. And yeah. be- believe me, I, I, re- I the, the respect. And I never um, discount how lucky I am to be in that spot and how hard I work to try to make it great every time and, and how much I just, I honestly love hockey and I'm with each and every one of you every night, <laughs> live and live and die for that team. Oh, <laughs> all um, of us. Yeah, we definitely are. <laughs> uh-huh. Makes you a little crazy. We're yeah. all in it together, right? Yeah. Um, it's, so, this is, I know I keep shooting a lot of questions out. Sorry, Teej, but you're fine. You're do fine. you still sing God bless America? Or, or or not anymore? No, I, I believe that we will. Okay. I believe I believe when the time is right we will. That's gonna now, be great. You know, now Lauren yeah. Lauren touching on that, it's you know, it's a touchy subject, you know, and everything. And what was your reaction where when they when they tore the statue down? They took the statue down. Because I know, know... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's hard for me to, to, to fully comment because yeah. this is my team. Yeah, you know, yeah and, absolutely. And, and I, I try to support, but if you want to get an idea you know i um i'm the mom of four kids for literally from africa okay so i have a my children were all born in ethiopia mm-hmm. and so i have a real sensitivity to to everything that's going on all yep. the racial issues and yeah. all that stuff but i also believe that um i also believe that people change and i think people have to be allowed to make mistakes and to grow or we're not going to get anywhere um with anything Very and true. so and so while i while i would have you know a hard time um with some of it you know being the mom of kids of color um on the other hand i i know the reality of it and we have to start allowing people to do better mm-hmm. you know and and it's really hard to do that when you have a woman who's no longer here yes and who did sing some really pretty bad you know, pretty bad stuff at the time, but I don't know that we judge her entire life off of that one mo- that one moment. A woman, you know, 
in that era. I can't judge. I can't judge. I will say that I was sad to see it go because it's such a big part of the of history. Oh yeah. Um, but I also respect the. I, I also understand the reason that they did it because it really it's you know so many of these things are hurtful to so many people that I think it's hard to, um, it's hard to, to, to judge. And so I, I think people start to like just blanket everything sometimes mm-hmm. and not allow any grace for anybody. So that's unfortunate, but you know, overall, I hope we're, I, I hope people are, are learning from it. I hope fans, you know, know that we, I still love God bless America <laughs> And, and, you know, I never saw Kate Smith sing or that, you know, I never saw any of that. That was just a memory by the time I, yes. I learned about it, you know, but it, you know, I know what it meant to a lot of people. And so that's really hard to sort of, you know, that was a bright spot for a lot of people. So I, I do understand how hurtful it was really all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those things, it's kind of like where you go back to, you can't really judge a book by its cover until you read it. So, yeah, yeah, I, and I think everyone's on the same page. It's you know, back then it's it's borderline unacceptable or was yeah. unacceptable, but yeah, like you said, we kind of have to move on and move past those little speed bumps because yeah. it was a legacy. Yeah. But, um, TJ, do you have anything else, brother? No, nah, man, I just not unless you do. <laughs> uh, I, I have That's everything. a heavy topic, <laughs> it, it is, but yeah, you know what? And it's one of those things too because you, you're with the Flyers and. Yeah. obviously we respect you and we love what you're doing and um the last thing i'd say is thank you so much again for taking time out of your week to come talk to us i i do have one more thing Lauren. sure what, yeah what are your thoughts on this year's team oh good i'm glad you asked <laughs> yeah that's a great question <laughs> you know I, I i start out every season thinking we're gonna win the cup we're going I, yeah. all the way i told mike I told no matter Mike, I'm what, put my my vote in the Vegas that we're winning the cup this year. Uh, <laughs> That'd be nice. I say it every year, and I'm uh, so I end up being wrong, but I at least start the year by saying yes, we are going to do that. Yes, and you know, like I just you just think about look at St. Louis, um, look mm-hmm. what the Vegas Knights did. You're, the Carolina, leaders, everything. Yeah, the, the the level of play is at such a high echelon that. You know, there are obvious things that you need to connect um, to make this happen. But then there's that unknown um, variable, Mm -hmm. which is, um, and I've used this analogy a lot, but it's really like, it's like a band for me. You know, I can go out and get all the best players and all the best writers and all the best everything, and it doesn't make the best song or the best performance. So it's, it's just that unknown thing, that chemistry um, and so many things go into making that happen. And, you know, one of the great things about Philly is that the fans have been so diehard and they have been so supportive of this team. And we're hard on them when they don't do their job. But Absolutely. Yeah, but but we're loyal. And, now, and, you know, so I, I'm excited for Carter. I'm excited. We've got some amazing rookies. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes in the lineup as well. I mean, yep. TK just resigned. We have overall yep. resigned. I mean, I'm excited for the season. And we have three head coaches, you know, in retrospect. Yeah. So absolutely. We so have, everything's different. So it's anything can happen. And the great part is, like you said, we have Carter now. And don't get me wrong, we have Brian. But at the same time, I would love to see more younger talent. I mean, um, it's kind of one if we jump back where you said the primos um, and then Keith's son, Caden, who yeah. TJ I know, and I know personally, he, he just got his first win last night in the NHL. And so 
Is that right? Yep. Oh, man, that yep. is the greatest news. Yeah. So Caden did really well last night. And uh, I'm excited to see what Carter does for us and see how, you know, yeah. our young talent steps up. Yeah, because I think that's everything. I mean, it's like that. It's kind of like a young person comes in and changes the dynamic of everything. And, you know, I, I believe in our veterans. I believe in Giroux and Couturier and, and um, Voracek. And, you know, I believe those guys are, are super gifted athletes. Uh, and so it's just putting all the right puzzle pieces together. And, um, you know, you can usually tell. You can usually – I mean, I can tell when I walk into that building. I can get a vibe just about how things are clicking and how people are, are um, working together off the ice. And so we'll see. We'll see how that, that goes. I'll give you – I'll have to report back to you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because I'm more nervous about New Jersey Devils this year because if you think about it, we got rid of Wayne. And then, yeah. of course, he goes over. They just picked up P.K. Subban. Uh, they have Nico Hischer. I mean, they, they have a great team. So They have a really good team. But a good they're going to be tough. Paper, yes. A good team on paper doesn't necessarily make a great team. So On the ice, you're right. You're and absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Lauren, I, what what are your thoughts on Wayne Simmons' comment coming back to Philly? He's, he's expecting the, the fans to boo him. Is well, I, I don't see, I don't see that happening at all. I I will not be one of those fans no. who will be doing. <laughs> I will be standing and cheering for him because I am just such a huge fan of Wayne Simmons mm-hmm. for what he did for Philly and how he played the game. You know, like he is a genuine flyer, no matter Absolutely. what team he's on. That guy played heart and soul, and like we talk about certain players over the years, like that's a true flyer. Well, Wayne Simmons was a true flyer, so okay. he will get nothing, in my opinion, but a standing O from all the people here in Philly. That's what I figured as well. Well deserved. Yes, he worked his butt off every game, even on and off the ice. He was always at the charity events, and you know he was just a genuine guy, and, yep. that, and that's one of those things that you love to see off the ice too, because you know everyone knew him. He was a scrappy guy; no one wanted to really mess with him. But I guarantee you, off the ice, he was the nicest guy. And you're right. And he was. I mean, he really, really was. And my kids just looked up to him so much. And um, I was really sad to see him go. That's the hard part of what, you know, as, as lucky as I am to be able to, to stay with the team mm-hmm. as long as I have and to be part of the behind-the-scenes stuff more, you know, you do see people come and go. And so that's always hard to lose someone that you, you really like and you really think is a great person. But um we'll be seeing him again and like the foot with the flyers you never know one day yeah <laughs> you know? i'm hoping are you, you never uh, know laura you said i have jvr back i am i never he was another guy i never wanted to leave in the first place i think he's an amazing player also a super nice person and um yeah he's he's going to be exciting this year i mean even last night i watching him just get his wheels started he he, he looks like he's going to be a force so good for him he's, he's still playing great I'm excited to see that line together. If they start clicking well, like the Kevin Hayes, Jake Voracek, and the JVR, that would be yeah. uh, an amazing oh, – that would be their second line then. Yeah, yeah that would be which great. Which is scary. Which is, <laughs> that's the second line. That's pretty, that's pretty scary. It's pretty great. Pure size and speed. And, oh, my goodness. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see this season get up and running. And, honestly, I would love to see uh, Carter Hart have more games, obviously, than Brian and I – I hate to say that. Like, I would love to see, you know, Carter be the number one. But yeah, well, right now it's still I, preseason, so. I think that's what you're – I think that's where it is heading. I think that's where it's heading. And I think we're lucky to have both of them because Brian is just like the – Super experienced. You know, absolute experienced veteran. And he's, you know, he's solid. And you always need – you need to have those two guys because 
you know, that's such a, that is such an intense position to play and yeah. it's athleticism, but you got to worry, you look at your injuries and you got to look at, you know, just the psychology of, of being in that spot. And so to have somebody, whomever it is behind you that, you know, is like eight is like solid. You couldn't ask for anything more. I think we're in the best goaltending position that we've ever been in for as long as I can remember, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And it's, and I hate to even say this for Carter, but for how much we did get him for, it was a steal for us. I mean, yeah. uh, he, he's still on an entry level contract right now. So I'll oh, give it two years, three years. That, that That's going to go up very quick. Yeah, and knowing I, – I, I can't say that I know him well, but in the times that I have met him and, and spoken with him, he's just – he seems like he's got it together. It's like a whole new day, you know, with athletes coming in now, the way that they're prepared and the kind of things that they do off the ice and how how deep they look at it, you know, um, of taking care of themselves and being focused and, and in, the, in the zone. And he's just that guy, so – I'm I'm completely excited to see him play. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. And Laura, I got I got two questions for you. One being, are are your kids involved in hockey? Knowing like your back your background and your father's background. Yeah. Well, my first three kids were girls. My oldest daughter wanted to play hockey, but here's how much I know about like rec recreational hockey. I didn't even know there was a girls' league around here. So that boo boo to me. <laughs> Boo to me. So she took up another sport, but um, my eight-year-old plays hockey and he is absolutely convinced he's going to be the first Ethiopian guy on the Philadelphia Flyers. So absolutely. That's, That's awesome. awesome. He's small, but he's mighty. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just turned eight. So you have to wait a while. You have to wait a decade at least. At least. Right. But, well, so my, my, my son says the same thing. He's, he's going to play for the Flyers or the Sharks. All <laughs> oh, right. How old's your son? Eight. He's a mite as well. There you go. Yep. I love <laughs> it. We'll get the connection. Who does he play for? He plays for uh, Central Penn. Nice. And the DVHL, awesome. yep. It's just, the, isn't it fun? You know, it's like I saw, I watched the Flyers growing up as a kid mm -hmm. as my father's daughter. Yep. And then I get to take my kids now in my role with the team to the games. And then, but honestly, the most amazing thing for me is to watch the Mites play. Oh, it's, it's, you know? it's funny. It's just, the, it's the greatest. It's so it's cute so watching them. It really is. And it, and it really brings it back to, you know, just how much, you know, those of us who really love this game, um, you know, you can watch it, everything from a mite, your eight-year-old mite playing to, you know, unfortunately, sometimes after we're done, I watch all the way to the cup. I watch all the games. So mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's the best sport and then we really do have the greatest fans. And uh, my, my last question would be other than Stanley cup final games that you've been involved in, what's the craziest game that you've seen obviously at the arena from the time you've been there till now? Oh, wow. Um, well, one that sticks out just because the time of year it is, um, was, um, September 11th. Okay. Right after September 11th, we played, we were playing a game and, um, in the intermission, the president came on and they put him on in the, in the arena and, everything just stopped. Yeah. I never, I never saw that before. And when the guys were coming out for the second period, no, you know, they were just like, you know what, this is more important. We're not playing. And it was just such a, it was a moment. I don't remember who we were playing. I, I want to say it was the Rangers, but I'm not sure. Um, but um, it was a moment of like, you know, something like I've, I've never, never, and hopefully we will never see again, the, mm -hmm. the, the unity between the two teams and all the fans. And it was just such a dramatic moment. 
um, that it just sticks out. There are so many great games that we've played. Um, my favorite being um, Brian Boucher making that save. Um, yeah. The overtime shootout that put us into the playoffs was just about as excited as I've ever been in, at a hockey game. I, I, I literally, because we weren't great at shootouts that year. I think it was yeah. 10. <laughs> and I, I literally was walking away. <laughs> I was like, I can't even look because we were, we were not good at shootouts. And don't you know, this guy becomes the hero and we go all the way. So yeah. it was such an incredible, incredible um, postseason that I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, what's funny about that with the shootout is my wife literally bought me tickets in February to that game, not knowing how important it would be. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was spectacular. It was spectacular. And then, of course, we went on and we had that crazy series in Boston. And- yep. You know, it's just, it's a shame we didn't get to go all the way, but we almost, we almost did it that year. That's for sure. Well, we know it's going to happen this year. <laughs> all the way to the cup, baby. That's We're it. winning. <laughs> that's I it. hope so. My, my hopes get so high. And then once playoffs hit and I'm just saying, it's just me. I get so excited. And then you're just like, oh, dang it. I know it. So hopefully, you know hopefully what? this year is different. Mike, you there? Hello. Lauren, you there? All right. <laughs> Did I lose you guys? Or I there you go. Here? Hello. Here you are. <laughs> there you go. So, there we go. Perfect. Yep. So anything can happen. We just got to make the playoffs and then on. And That's I, what I, I mean. think We're this is our year. We are going to be good. I will it to be so. And we'll, we'll remember this on this date that you said it and we all three of us said it. When when, play, when playoffs when, there you go when playoffs starts we'll talk again yes yeah fine with that all right <laughs> absolutely fine with that okay sounds good but um thank you again Lauren for coming on um TJ do you have any other questions no nope, I I we appreciate it Lauren it, it means a lot for you to come on and uh, speak to us thanks for having me and good yep. luck guys and um, go Flyers thank go you. Flyers go thank Flyers. you bye bye So real quick before we move on, just want to touch on one of our sponsors, Goodwood Hockey. Um, Goodwood Hockey has been our sponsor for pretty much the second and third episode. Um, each season, they basically, you know, have a signature shirt that will be donated. Every donation will be made for charity. Um, so this season, shirt scored Nebula. And every donation will be made to charity for water. Each shirt is in either adult or youth sizes. Um, if you guys go to goodwoodhockey.com, they'll give you all the information. And also, if you guys follow John Schiavo, they have his own um, line as well on goodwoodhockey.com. So, again, if you guys want to look up for anything about the Score Nebula t-shirt, go to goodwoodhockey.com and let us know what you guys think. And then, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I had to throw it in there. That was – no, you're good. That was, uh, that was a great uh, interview with Lauren. That was – yeah, dude, she she's so nice. She's awesome. She's awesome. So I remember, nice. I remember the one time, it, you know, when I when I was at Reading, and uh, she she sang for I got I think it was the alumni game, and she came out to the tunnel, and I I have to show you the selfie. I took a I took a selfie with her in the tunnel. <laughs> her voice, man, it's just yeah, yep. it's unbelievable. And that's one of those things. Like I was saying before, like we could Flyers fans could be the rowdiest, like. I wouldn't say nastiest people, but we can be obnoxious, right? Yeah. But every single time that she comes out, it's just that, you know, minute and a half, two minutes of silence. Just yeah, give her everyone, that respect. Everyone shuts up. Yep. No matter what. 
It's and, amazing. And you know what's funny too? It's like whenever she's about to finish, everyone just starts like cheering Lauren or something like that. It's just it's cool, man, because like I said, she she's making her own legacy. And it's one of those things that I respect the absolute hell out of her, especially, you know, reading that she had non Hopkins lymphoma. I couldn't yep. pronounce that for like days, by the way. So uh yeah, it's just I respect her a lot. You know, and then her her dad, it was her I, I, you don't know my I don't Gene know. Hart. I know you're too young, <laughs> but you know, the guy was legendary. The guy I, literally I was, was legendary. That was when that was before it was the um the Spectrum. What was the name of it? No, it was First, the Spectrum. No, there was another name for it back then when Gene started. Hold on. I'll figure that out later. It's one of those things. I, I'm pretty sure it was a different name, but either way, it's just one of those things that when she brought up her dad and stuff like that, I was like, damn, I know where you went through. Because it was the same thing I went through with my dad when I was younger, but she also has a sick job. Oh, my God. Her <laughs> job's ridiculous. And it was just cool, too, because her dad also was literally a Hall of Famer for us, a broadcaster, you know? It's just he was a beauty. But – um. Speaking of the Flyers, let's talk a little bit about TK and, and uh, Pro yes. Brov. Yes, both get hey. six-year deals, right? Listen, I, I'm all about them. I'm all about them signing deals. You know what I mean, and getting their getting getting their dues. You know what I mean. Yeah. What they, oh, what yeah, they yeah, deserve. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I don't like is the fact that you wait and you wait and you wait. You know, like Patrick Liney right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you wait and you wait, and you have guys like he missed three days of training camp, and Vino is trying to put in implement a new system. And he's not even there to learn it. He's not there yet, man. It's yep. like, come on. We we get it. Like, you're listen, you're good, but you're not Drew good. Does that make sense? Like that I, makes I mean, sense. I mean, yeah. I mean that I mean that in the utmost respect for the guy. You know, I, I think he's a hell of a player. But come on, man. Oh. Get your money, take your money and go. I my brother in law said it the best. You know what I mean? It's a trickle effect between players. It is you know because I mean? it so just keeps revolving. You know, it's like, like a revolving if, door. If, if he, if Marner signs, then McAvoy's going to sign, then another guy's going to sign, then you know TK's going to sign to see like what the agents can get out of the the, the owners. Yep. No, you're right, and that's the, that's the shitty part because now we're going down to the political BS that everyone you know says that they're trying to avoid, but yet just to get more money, you got to go through the ring a couple of times. But um, yeah, I don't know, the, man. I, and the Spectrum opened in 1967 when the Flyers, so it was always the Spectrum. Okay, so I was wrong. Anyway, so, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just making a statement. It's okay. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but think about it. TK got signed for what six years, like 33 mil, 5.5 yeah, annually, 5.5 a year. And then Provorov got 6.75 as yeah. a defenseman. He's gonna be one of our best defensemen. You know, I would love to see him and Ghost on a power play. Um, it, think, it's just nice, man. This, I'm saying this now that Ghost is gonna have a uh, a career year. I'm saying, yeah, dude, honestly, he's been in the league for a little bit. He's starting to, like, you know, understand how everything should be going. We have a young team, basically. We don't have a lot of vets besides, like, Borchek, you know, G. Like, yep. there's only a handful of guys, JVR, um, Kevin Hayes. But Kevin Hayes is, in my eyes, a rookie for us. But, you know, he's playing for New York for how long? Um, yeah, but he was under Vino, so he knows Vino's system. But that's what I mean. It, well, it's cool, though, because, like you said, he was under his system for how long? And now it's just like, oh, let's ride a bike again. And now it's just trying to get him comfortable with JVR and Voracek. Dude, that line's going to be unreal. If those, if those three click early, forget about it. You might as well just throw them out for a power play. 
Oh, like just throw Kevin Hayes in front of the net. No one's moving him or Jake. You throw either one of them. That, that's the funny part. But real quick, let me touch on Brian Elliott because you know my opinion on him kind of. Eh. Uh, eh. So <laughs> I, I think I think that – I'm still mad. I wish we kept Cam Talbot, to be honest. I think I think that Brian Elliott would be a, a well-oiled machine at the number two spot. Because yeah. we talked, we talked about this before with goalies with Valson when Valson was on it. You know, goalies are only getting forty games this year, forty to fifty games. Dude, but that's, uh... you know what I mean. So I think, I think having him as a backup playing thirty games this this year, I think that he's not going to get overexerted. For one, that means he's not going to get fucking hurt. Two and three, it saves it saves Carter for as well. You know what I mean. You're not you're not pushing the guy, but. But you are in a sense. You are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, the the kid the kid's unreal, Mike. We we saw him live in Lehigh Valley. Yeah, the kid was and, and disgusting. He, he's unreal. Like yeah. you know, nice as anything, you know, took the time after I got a picture with him and talked to him for a bit. And like he's just like Lauren said, he's very respectful and he, he's got his shit together and he's dialed in. For which, a young player too, man, and yeah. he has a huge role on his shoulders and I think he's gonna handle it very well. Um a lot of people, you know, backing up to Caden too. A lot of people are saying Carter and Caden are going to be the next, you know, Carey Price. The way that they play, they're not necessarily super aggressive, but they make themselves really big, make them yeah. known in the, in the net. And, you know, Caden is lucky enough to have, you know, Keith send him to California every summer yep. um, in his offseason, make him work out. But that's but, also with, you know, he's got a, he had a great goaltending coach in Chris Canale. Like exactly. Chris you know, Canale, you know, I have the utmost respect for Chris Canale. You know, he, he brought me in last season with the Philadelphia Revolution when the shit hit the fan with the Rebels, and he he welcomed me with open arms along with Dever and Phil. And you know, I can't say enough about Chris. He's he he knows his shit. You got to think about it too, man. Like as being a coach or for Caden, and yep. it's like you see him in the NHL. It's like you know you're doing something right. Absolutely. Like, and that's one of those things too, man. Like it's either you like Canal or you don't. And honestly, I love the guy because mm-hmm. he's one of those guys that doesn't give a shit. Like. If you don't like something, he'll tell you to basically piss off. Oh, but absolutely. at the same time, if you look out for him, do your job, you work for him 110%, he'll always look out for you. Yep. And it's just kind of like, you know, you give respect, you get respect. If you want to shit on someone, they're going to shit on you. Absolutely. And that's why I think with Caden, he's where he's at today because his work ethic, not because his last name. You saw it in the highlights on, you know, ESPN this past day. Like, he literally robbed, uh, what's his name? I forget. It was a two-on-one. Fucking robbed him with the glove. And it's like, dude, the kid wants it. You know what I mean? Not just because his name is literally, you know, embedded into the NHL. It's literally because his heart's there. That, that's one thing I love about the kid, man. And he was always humble. Even when he played Junior A for the Revolution, even when he went to go play for Northeastern, he was always just, even when he went to play Team USA, never bragging. Nothing. He he's so he's very humble, man, and it's it, it's amazing, and I love it. Yep, that's what I mean, man. So I love seeing young players coming up. You know, he didn't really have to go through the system because his work ethic basically pushed him through it. You're like, yeah, he probably played a little bit in the A. So what? He we talked did. about we talked about this last night. How amazing it is that you know how how good he is mm-hmm. when his dad was an NHL forward. Four. Yeah, yeah. That's the funny part. And uh, you know what kill, kills me too? Like, I'm bringing this up anyway. 
But like even with Marty Brodeur and his son, like Marty is a you know Hall of Famer, basically like the number one goalie goaltender influence yep. in the NHL, and his son's playing the A. Nothing against that whatsoever, or it, he's playing the A or the Coast, but I'm pretty sure he's in the A. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things like either you're gonna have consistent games, and I guarantee you the players in front of you want a consistent goaltender that they can trust. They don't want someone that's gonna be wish washy, you know what I mean? Like fifty fifty. So. I don't know, man. Like, I'm telling you, Caden's the next real deal. Same with Carter. Those two kids are so young, and yet they're coming into the NHL and they're proving themselves as a goalie. They probably have so much weight on their shoulders going into it and be like, ah, no biggie. Like, that's how you have to be like that nowadays. Hey, listen, I I want to bring up another subject with you right now that I don't know if you knew, but it just came out that, you know, Evgeny Malkin reportedly asked the Penguins for a trade if they kept fucking Phil Kessel. Oh, I heard about that. What the fuck is that? What? A, like, yeah. So the more, more I, I hear about Malkin, he literally is a fucking bully. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, look at the rookie that came in. He took yeah. a stick. <laughs> like, what? What, what is that shit? That's what I mean, man. Not a fan of Malkin. I would not want him on the Flyers. He'll never, he wouldn't even want to come to the Flyers. Thank God. But, it's just kind of like he's selfish, and it goes back to the one uh, like article I read about him, and saying that he wanted to be number one, but since Sydney came in, he now had to accept that he was number two. And he's like, I could have went to another team to be number one, but I wanted to win a cup. And it's like, dude, you thinking like that makes me like never want you on my you know organization. Like I would never want you to be a flyer. No, never. he's just selfish. He Never. he's super selfish and yeah I don't like those type of guys and all the flyer guys all of our players that we have now they're always willing to lay in front of a shot or you know protect their goaltender if someone gets creamed that's like a cheap shot guess who's gonna probably be coming after you two other flyers yep it's they always have each other's back man that's why I love our team but um, I, I I don't get it now one another topic I wanted to bring up to you as well is Wayne Gretzky seven hundred eighty two goals. Alex Ovechkin, 658. Does he catch him? Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay. I say yes because I give I give Ovi another three to four years in the league. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm tough, man. He's going to put up probably another 50 goals this year, if not more, at least 60, because he led the league last year. And what is then, that? Is that? That's 234 goals, correct? If that, yeah. That's what I mean, man. He's he, He'll do it within four seasons. Or I say – I'll say four. Depending oh. if he keeps pushing like 50 to 60 uh, goals per season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but point-wise, he's hitting 100 or at least 80s to 100 every season. Like there's no way he's turning If he, like, if he puts up down. 40, he's going to keep up putting 40 goals a season. He's good. I think of it like this way too. Like I feel like he's not done with trying to win a cup. He Absolutely got the taste of it not. and he wants it again. That's what I mean, bro. Give it to him. If you want it that bad, stay in the league. I would love to see you be the next, you know, Yager coming into it. But at the same time, it's a young man's game anymore. It's like you don't really see a lot of vets out there. Yeah, but the dude, he's a savage, Mike. Oh, I know he is. But what about Joe Thornton? Signs a one-year deal. How much is he going to do this season? He needs 124 goals. 124 goals. I take that back. I say two seasons. That's what he needs. I say two seasons, he does it. This season, next season, yeah, including yeah. playoffs too. He, uh, 
it, I, I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to be something special. He's going to do it. It's going to be something special to watch. Oh, dude, I'm pumped. Like, that makes me so juiced to watch the Capitals. I'm not a Caps fan. Um, but, you know, when we were talking about Carter a little bit, and yep. we talked to Lauren, it's funny to think that Carter still only has an entry-level contract. Yeah. For, he's only worth 2.7 mil. That's it. So he's only getting 790000 a season around there, ballpark. So for – I mean – that's, that's a lot of money, but in the professional world, obviously it's not. And for being a number two overall draft pick, and I think he was like 48th picked from like the second round. Yeah, you think you get a little more money? But let's 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 be real here, Mike. Is he has a good season? Oh, that's gonna go up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's signed until next plus year. endorsements too. Like he's if he does well, like you said, he's gonna have a ton of endorsements. I guarantee you, he's be like. Not on a cover of NHL or anything like that, but I guarantee you he's going to get some type of sponsorships. Yeah, it's easy money for him, man. But uh, what do you, you think about Elliot's first game, by the way? I forgot to bring that up, too. Uh... Yeah, figured. <laughs> same, I had the same reaction. I just – I'm not – you know me, man. I'm not a big fan of Elliot. I, I never – I never ha- I never was and never will be. And you know what, though? I mean – I really can't say I don't like the guy because I give him credit for just being in between the pipes. But same time, it's just, like I said before, I would rather have a consistent goaltender that doesn't just let goals go off or pucks go off his glove and, you know, down his back and in the net. Happened yep. twice. One last night and then, or I'm pretty sure, yeah, because it went off his glove and in. And then um, the outdoor game that we were at. Yep. Like, come on now. Was this Brisgolov all over again? <sighs> Speaking of Brisgalov, he is. What's that weirdo doing? Huh? What's that weirdo doing? I I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, he's living large on his fucking buyout from the Flyers. (sighs) Must be nice. I saw someone else uh, still getting paid by, like, the buyout. I forget who it was. Andrew Andrew McDonald and David Shlomenko. Shlomenko's getting 900,000 this year, 600,000 next year. McDonald's getting 1.1 this year and 1.9 next year. Oh my god! I wish I could just throw or get money. You know, is hey, Mac me, is Mac even playing? I think anywhere? he's at. A, I think he's at. A, he's at a camp somewhere. So he's not really playing. No. Yeah, go figure. So he's basically gonna be going right to coaching or men's league. Yep. All right, bud. Well, enjoy your three mil in your pocket. We'll see you in men's league. You can buy me jerseys too. Sure. See you never. <laughs> Hepatitis. See you never. Um. So you want to touch on got a hockey a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So re- real quick for a lot of people that if you don't follow us on Dusty Dimes twelve fifty six on Instagram, you guys should, um, as well as got a hockey. Um, so got a hockey is a men's league team. If not, a, they're an organization that's now expanding to um, also reach out and you know work with camps and you know junior teams, and they're also bringing together a junior tournament. Um, I personally play with these guys and they're all either division two, division one, um, junior A players. Uh, I'll tell you right now, their, their men's league, a team is phenomenal in the Lehigh Valley. Um, but if you guys go on their Instagram, it's got a hockey G O T T a hockey. Um, and then I believe they also have a Facebook got a hockey as well. So 
if you guys go there, they'll give you more information. Um, by next podcast, we will have a full list of events that they have coming up. And yeah, they're a great group of guys. And I do believe they have merchandise. Um, let me check real quick, see if they have a website. I'm sorry, guys. Gotahockey.com. While you're doing that, I just want to touch on uh, yeah, our other sponsor, ATA Hockey. Beauty. Guys are beauties. Uh, they got their new line out uh, right now. Um, go check them out on Instagram and Facebook at 88 hockey. Uh, go give them a follow, shoot them a message for their sticks. Listen, I said this to you before, Mike, you know, and you and I've worked in the pros and know the lightness of a stick. And this stick is ridiculously light. I love mine. Real light. So love it. And it, it, you know, I'm shooting clappers, you know, on the ice with kids and everything. And it just, no, no fade in this stick at all yet. But go check them out at uh, Instagram and Facebook at AT8 Hockey. And uh, back to Gotta Hockey. They do have a website called gotahockey.com. Um, I'm just going to read a brief article about it. The founders and partners of Gotta Hockey are all hockey players who are looking to grow and um, innovate and enhance the game. Here at Gotta Hockey, we are dedicated to getting our athletes to the next leather, level, Excuse me, whether that be prep school, junior hockey, or college hockey, or even professional hockey. Um, Gotta Hockey also provides athletes with the chance to stay involved in hockey uh, by offering adult tournaments that compete in charity events as well as coaching opportunities at the youth and adult levels. Um, I can tell you personally, they do go to the best of the best men's league tournaments. We travel up to Montreal. Uh, we go down to Nashville. We play in Oaks. Um, they travel all around up and down the East Coast and the Midwest, and they always get to play against the best teams. And I'll tell you guys right now, if you want to find a very good men's league team to play for, like I said, go to gotahockey.com, look them up, and also go to their Instagram and their Facebook. So, yeah, man, they're, they're, awesome. An awesome, they're awesome, man. I'll tell you right now, they're great guys to work with, too. Yeah, I also want to touch on uh, Rink Rat Hockey as well. Go give Rink Rat Hockey a follow on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Rink Rat Hockey. And also want to give a shout out to Dangle Productions. Go give a follow to Dangle Productions on Instagram and Facebook as well. And last but not least, our boys with the beards. Bear beards, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you guys go to Facebook.com, type in Bear Beards, you'll give um, all your information about what type of products that are com- upcoming, what are coming out, and also if you need to talk to someone uh, directly. So it's B-A-R-E, Beards. And if you guys want to uh, purchase anything, go to Etsy.com, type in B-A-R-E, Beards. They have everything from oil, um, chapstick, combs, merchandise, um, and I believe gels as well. So again, go to Etsy.com, type in Gongshow10. You'll get 10% off your entire order from us. Other than that, stay dusty, everyone. Stay dusty. going to leave you guys with this. America.